Sam Prendergast. He's Mr. Composure for the end of the game to bring a team from behind to win. You can't win anything with kids. You know, it was... I actually thought it was fantastic and I don't know if you can hold back the hype. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. Football on Off The Ball. With Sky. All the football you love in one place. Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. And you're welcome back to Off The Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with you through to five. This is Football Saturday. Remember, Football on Off The Ball brought to you by Skywatch. Every live Premier League game this season on Sky Sports, BT Sports and Premier Sports. You can text us 53106, tweet us at Off The Ball. We're streaming the conversation as well, so you can listen on your radio across the country on News Talk. But also watch us, if you'd like, on the digital and social channels. For Twitter, at Off The Ball, YouTube, Facebook. We also podcast the show on the Off The Ball section of the Go Loud Network every week, folks. So it's also available wherever you get your pods. If you don't miss, or if you do miss, the uh, live broadcast on... Uh, News talk. If you don't want to miss it, listen to the pod. We're joined by the former Republic of Ireland striker David Connolly on the line and in studio by the co-ramblers boss Shane Keegan and the broadcaster and journalist Johnny Ward. Shane Keegan, you won 4-1 last night. Good win last night, John. Uh, very, very happy, yeah. Um, yeah, we had a great week, actually, because there was games on the bank holiday Monday as well. We had a, a narrow loss to Johnny's Galway over in Galway last Friday night, but we gave it a right good rattle and then um, got two home wins on, on Monday and Friday, so it's been a it's been a good week, so it has. Smiles on the faces today and uh, busy busy night last night, the, the match first. And then we had up at four o'clock in the smor- this morning with the young fella for Darkness Into Light, which was brilliant. And, oh, well and done. up here, well so done. it's been a busy, busy couple of hours. Yeah, it's a great initiative, Darkness Into it Light. It's fantastic, yes. fantastic. Yeah, it really is. So many people around the country. Well, well done, everybody who was involved in that today. And you're the lad who scored a couple of times last night? Yeah, I was just talking to Johnny outside. Name? Liam Corvick, um, he's a great fella. We have him on, on loan from, from Waterford United. Um, but he's one of these young fellas, he's real gamey and he's he's you know he's constantly got a smile on his face and he's been making a consistent impression in training without really getting his chance. And he probably was getting to the stage where he was half starting to think, is this lad ever going to chance me and throw me in here kind of a thing? So he came off the bench on Monday night and he scored with his first touch. So uh, we threw him in from the start last night and he got two absolute crackers he's, he's right footed got two crackers off his off his left um, and a lovely uh, what's it cartwheel into a backflip celebration that was, that as was well. the highlight of the whole that was the bit that sure. impressed Johnny the most was the, the cartwheel into the backflip 18 or 19 uh, he would have been still 19s last year so whatever he's 19-20 now yeah yeah. To have the wherewithal to do that celebration after your uh, <laughs> first goal last night and pulled it off to it he as well he did he absolutely mm. nailed it so he did and the second goal was even better than the first so he's definitely in, in, in with a big smile on his face this weekend as well. I was watching a lot of football recently and kind of watching back a lot of highlights and I see nearly every single celebration is lads sliding into the corner <laughs> sliding on pitches what's got, what's happened to great celebrations? Alan in particular yeah Alan Shearer used to get a lot of slag and he used to just put his hand up That's in the right. air but um, yeah it's good to see that celebration last night of uh, haven't seen one of them in a while and I, I just like that story JD because you have a kid who was essentially on loan from a club at which he wasn't like a big club Waterford would be expected to uh, you know be playing in the Premier Division and should be at this stage and um Sometimes you see this with uh, with some of the TV channels as well. If you if you have loads of money, you can spend loads of money. If you don't have much money, you have to be resourceful. Mm. And I think TG Car is a great example of that. They have very little money, but they do a brilliant job. And Shane um, could be uh, the manager of Shamrock Rovers. He could be the manager of Derry City with all this money. But at Cove, it's it's very different. You have to shop around, get lads in on loan. Um, and I love the idea of some of the players he's gotten from different pathways. Some from non-league, um, some from other clubs that he would have worked with before, and some like this lad who is essentially from the water 
Watford 19s and um, when it works out then um, it's great although he can't play against Watford next week just as he's getting he's, going uh, you know I had a stormer <laughs> last night JD and he's you know cock a hoop this morning and now all of a sudden he's probably, it's, it's probably I don't know what stage it dawned in him it dawned on me as I was driving home you immediately one game is over and you immediately turn your attention to the next and I was saying well Liam has definitely done enough to keep his place anyway next thing it dawned on me who are we playing next week Watford United his loan agreement says he can't play against his parent club which will kill him I'm sure but um, nah look it was as I say a great great impression from him that's for sure uh, we have the Man City Leeds game on, uh, folks. So we'll keep you right up to date on that, and all the other Premier League games that are going on as well. So Bournemouth, Chelsea, Spurs, Palace, and Wolves, Villa, Liverpool kick off against Brentford at half five. David Connolly, how are you? I'm good. How are you, John? Shane, Johnny? Yeah, all good. All good. Um, your old strike partner Robbie Keane and the backroom team at Leeds. So this is a chance for Robbie now to get back into coaching, and uh, if they stay up, it'll be a great story. Yeah, I mean. Um... Obviously, Robbie, you know, Robbie's, um, there's only so, so long you can keep coaching at Soccer Aid, you know, and uh, <laughs> like, you, you know, he'll want to, he must be itching to get back in. So, um, you know, it's been a bit of a disaster with, with Stephen coming in and, and Robbie just, yeah. you, you know, just on sort of gardening leave or whatever. So I think it's a great opportunity for him, you know, and, um, you know, I think Big Sam's already said he's come in, he's had a great impact in the dressing room, you know, bubbly. Uh, you know, try to get everyone up, you know, in, improve the energy, the atmosphere around the place. And Robbie will definitely do that. So, um, Carl Robinson's gone into, yeah. And Carl's, you know, Carl's an experienced manager. And, um, you know, I, I thought it's hilarious though that Sammy Lee was on jury duty. I mean, that's just a classic, you know, that uh, they couldn't quite get Sammy Lee out of jury duty, but um, they've got they've got Robbie in anyhow, which is great stuff. You ever been on jury duty yourself, David? I, I haven't, but can you imagine, obviously, him trying to get out of it to the judge, you know? The judge probably thinks, what, you want to go somewhere for four weeks? What, what job lasts only four weeks, apart from being in the jury? <laughs> probably, yeah, being a, being a fire, fireman Sam, that's about it. David, can, can I ask you, just thinking of Robbie, like, Robbie's finishing um, always looked so natural and so instinctive. Do you, do you think he would be capable of coach you know how how coachable is that do you think he can go in there and I know it's a very short period of time but I suppose longer term in his coaching career do you think he can coach strikers to have that kind of movement that kind of quickness of thinking that he had naturally as a player um, I mean look I think that's a really uh, it's a good question I think it's a difficult one to answer because um uh, you know coaching and managing and playing obviously are are completely different now he did work with jonathan woodgate didn't he uh, um mm, at borough yeah. and that didn't it, it didn't you know go uh you know particularly well but within that like jonathan was the manager robbie was the coach now he has been a coach for uh, uh, in a couple of places now and you know coaching is a difficult is a difficult skill because you know, there's different there's different sort of types of coach, as you very well know, right, Shane? Oh, yeah. You know, in terms of you've got one who might be a pure teacher, like a pure teacher, a fantastic coach, but maybe you know he's not the one that the lads might you know might warm to. It might not be quite as uh, a good of uh, connection with the manager. Then you've got those that are might be you really really like them. They can put on a session, but you know they're not going to particularly coach you that well and very rarely do you get a coach who's got it all yeah you know very very rarely and uh if you do then you're destined for greatness and you're very popular and then you end up being employed 
you know, numerous times everywhere else. So it's hard to know because I haven't worked Robbie, so I don't know exactly, you know, what Robbie's skill set is. But it's one thing knowing it; it's another thing being able to um, transfer it onto the players on the pitch. You know, the thing is they haven't got that long, right? So if you look at what what impact he's going to have, I imagine it will be things like being organised. Will come down to Big Sam and his analysis getting the boys up for it and 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 being in in a positive frame of mind might come down to Robbie as well you know being good on the training ground be Robbie it'd probably be Carl Robinson to be honest that'll be mm. doing a lot of yeah, the yeah. the coaching um but but nonetheless it's great to see Robbie back at, you know back in back in the game you know just funny, JD, looking at uh, just a quick um, kind of uh google there of of David and Robbie and what comes up is a an Irish World Cup squad 2002 um, kind of illustration but you're just looking at all the names here Shea Given Steve Finn and Ian Hart Kenny Cunningham Steve Staunton Roy Keane Jason McAteer Matt Holland Damien Duff Robbie Keane Kevin Kilban Mark Hensler David Connolly Gary Breen Richard Dunn Dean Kiley Niall Quinn Gary Kelly Clinton Morrison Andy O'Brien Stephen Reid Lee Carsley Alan Kelly Coach Mick McCarthy How many of those guys are actually involved in coaching now? How many are first team coaches? I can Obviously Damien Duff comes to mind Mick McCarthy was Lee Carsley Lee Carsley yes, at, at the English FA obviously doing a good job Very few of them are actually involved including yourself David in I suppose in top level coaching anyway Yeah I mean I've touched on this before because it's, it's a great point Now why is that? You know Why is that? you know you look at say the lads in the media there's an awful lot of lads in the media even going back to say you know Andy Townsend or Ray Houghton or you know that would be the way that a lot of the lads would would go and I don't know is it because they're smarter than the average bear I don't know maybe (laughs) they think that you know who would go into that sort of game as Shane will tell you you know where you're, (laughs) you're 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 sort of you know you could last sort of what's a long-term plan, six games, what's a short-term, you know, four games, that, that could be it. However, I don't really know is, is, is the answer. And it wouldn't be anything to do with, say, uh, just say money, right, as if you don't need to work. All those lads would have done very, very well in life, but, but you would still want to get up in the morning and go and do something, mm. you know, but for whatever reason, they haven't chosen... Did, did you do many of your coaching badges, David? Yeah, yeah, I did all... I, I the whole way. I, d- I had my pro license the year I retired, so did you? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So that's fairly was, unheard of. now that's unusual. Yeah, I mean, I did my B license with. Uh, I used I used Sunderland's youth team and and the future Champions League winner uh, Jordan Henderson. He was one of my guinea pigs. You know, stop standing <laughs> still. Go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, that was in two thousand and whatever seven or or. You did, anyway. you, did you do it through the FA or the FA? Uh, the FA, I did, did it through the FA. Okay. Yeah, because when you're over, when you're playing in England, they say you know do it with your local FA. That's what they say. But I know that uh, there's a few of the lads uh, who, who uh, Kenny Cunningham, for example, Kenny did it with the FAI. Yeah. You know, and and but Kenny was um, probably over and back to Ireland uh, a little bit more than I was. Ken, then, Ken, you know. Kenny's not a bad example, as well, David. Because I, I I don't know if if anyone listening in can correct me on how many of those. 23 people I mentioned are actually managing a team at the moment as in a senior team I think it might only be Damien Duff mm. um, but Kenny I remember talking to Kenny when he was starting here and he'd been mooted as a possible um, 
So that was maybe the shell job at the time. But he gave me the impression he was interested in getting into management. But he hasn't since anyway, or at least he hasn't to my knowledge. And maybe he's kind of gotten comfortable. Maybe you come into sort of media positions as well and you, you, you kind of you start to like it. There's very little pressure compared to um, the fact that management now is essentially such a basket case position where you have this well, situ- situation at Leeds as well. It is, but by the same token... Um, it leaves you with an empty feeling. Mm. It's hard to explain. It's a very empty feeling that, you know, you feel like it's just not enough. But the, by the same token, when is it going to be enough? Because there's lads like Stephen, for example, Stephen Reed. Stephen Reed's a good mate of mine. Stephen, you know, coached numerous clubs, coached with Scotland, mm. you know, and eventually has stepped away for whatever reason. You know, now it could be away from the family, football, football 24-7, seven days a week. You know, whatever it may be, he stepped away. You know, Lee Carsley didn't want the cut and thrust of a first-team environment. You know, wanted the the the, the sort of uh, uh, development picture. side, yeah, yeah. Mm, the, the development mm. side. You know, and away from the, maybe uh, the pressure. But so it's hard. It's, you know, so it's hard to you know, it's hard to sort of put your finger on it apart yeah. from. No, it's, in, know, it's, it's that, interesting to hear you say it, the, the the phrase it, it can leave you empty like I'm yeah. not usually one for Americanized slogans or that kind of stuff but but I I do firmly believe in in the in the 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 the, the phrase pressure is a privilege like to me you know if I, if if I don't wake up on a Monday morning and there's some element of competition in my week or some element of you're going to be under pressure at that one you know Shane this is this is serious kind of stuff there has to be something like that in my week to you know get the juices going I suppose you know yeah exactly otherwise you just die. and sometimes that's how I feel sometimes I feel like that you know and and I think ah oh, maybe I should do this maybe I should do that you know and I think it's something that when you finish playing if if you've got the inclination to do it you'll always struggle with it if you don't and you'd rather do something else then you know that's uh, that's you know that's that's yeah like ben white apparently doesn't like football does he or doesn't watch football you know Mm. so you get those some of those lads but then you get others you just think well maybe you're worried about about failing Mm. because when you're a player right when you're a player no matter what you say it is in your own hands i i used to feel it's in my own hands if i go to bed Look off, go, eat well, train as hard as I can. Uh, I'm in control of eighty percent of my future, uh, and and what will be will be. And, and I think as a manager, you probably lose an awful lot of that, and hmm. and maybe that's the determining yeah. factor for a lot of lads. Go, you know, the the lack of control here to make it a success. Am I willing to pay the price? Who's the best coach I, I, you ever you ever played under? Uh, because just 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 quickly on that, okay, it's, it's a really important point, you know. Yeah. Because I, I was talking to the uh, the PFA in England, right, who look after the players in England, and they said to me this week, because um, I went to a chat with the sort of uh, sporting director of Wolves, you know, put on a, about how Wolves are run these days. You know, it's fascinating. But anyway, the the PFA lad said to me, "There's no top players doing their badges now. <laughs> no top players," and he said. I just can't get them to do it. I don't, and and I don't know why. And I said, well, oh, that's a surprise, you know. And you think, well, why are the top players not doing it? And then some. I, I think I put a thing on Twitter about, and some people say, ah, they got the money, they don't need this or they don't need that, or you know. But ultimately, if you love the game, you'd, you'd probably still do your badges and then and then you know be involved in the get give back somehow. Mm. But 
there just doesn't seem to be doesn't seem to be the appetite which is i mean like i say i, I was intent on doing mine and being and being you know and making sure I, I i was in i was you know like you know well on the way by the time i uh, finished you know so it is interesting I remember the days where um, you used to like match and shoot magazine would have this thing where you'd send out like uh, it was in, it was done by post where you basically were a football manager long before computer games oh, and all yeah. that and I was saying yeah. like God this would be the coolest thing ever and I've always loved the idea of picking players and buying players and all that but I don't know the, the more you look at it maybe it's the game now JD and Shane was showing me goals last night from Scout that all of this stuff is available in other data but it's so intense and there's so much going on so much analysis so much training every day um, so much going on behind the scenes so much delegating it's not like Brian Clough and Peter Taylor anymore I don't know David maybe maybe just got to interrupt there Manchester City won Leeds United nil Ilkay Gundogan with the goal yeah, it's a typical City goal. They managed to work their way to the to the end line and then cut it back from the end line and he just strokes it home into the into the bottom corner. Um it's interesting actually looking up at, at, at Big Sam there. Chewing the gum. He's in discussion with Carl. Um so he is trying to figure out how they got in so so easily. But look at City. But one thing the one one thing that I was actually going to raise with David there, it kind of goes back to my point about Robbie Keane. Um and Big Sam is somebody who has done it is. I've often been surprised, David, that there hasn't been more specialist positional coaches within setups, particularly at, at levels like Premier League where money is no issue. Like at League of Ireland, look, I'd love to have, you know, a, a specialist defensive coach, a specialist finishing coach and, and so on and so on in the way that you've got a specialist goalkeeping coach, but the money just doesn't allow it. But at a Premier League level where money is no object, and that's why I ask whether Robbie could coach, like let's say, you know, how, like surely a, a guy like you, if somebody came to you that you got on well with, say from your playing days, they were managing David and they said, listen, I, I want you to come in and I want you to put on two sessions a week with with our number nines. Uh, you know the two or three number nines we have in the side, and maybe maybe the two or three under nine number nines that we've got at at, at under twenty three level. Like I think there'd be massive benefit from from that. I think I said to you before, Johnny, um, when I was at Galway, we had a, a brilliant player called Ronan Murray, and Ronan was more experienced, had been to England, had had a decent career over there, maybe 10 years in England, and we had a young fella coming through called Parry Cunningham, and, and Ronan came over to me at the end of a session one day, and he says, listen, he says, the other lad is, is doing a lot of things wrong, he's got such raw potential, but he's doing a lot of things wrong, do you mind if I grab him for 10 or 15 minutes here and just show him a couple of things on the movements? And I says, geez, Ronan, that'd be brilliant, go on, fire away. And it, it made, you know, it made me think there's a there's a hell of a lot to be got from a Absolutely. specialist coach zoning in on players like that, David. Like I would have thought somebody like you would be brilliant at something like that. Well, yeah, look, I'll give you a couple of examples. Right, um, years ago, years ago, I was at St George's Park where the the, the English uh, FA is right, and um, I was doing one of my courses there, and the England team were there, and so I, I ended up bumping into Adam Lalana. Right, so mm. I played with Adam, so I started talking to him about how things were going Liverpool and and, and all this. Anyway. He told me if he wanted to work on his game, right? Mm. Liverpool have got X amount of players. They play X amount of, every three days, right? Even Liverpool do not have the time yeah. or yeah. the staff to go through individual players. And you know what? If you're not at the top of your game, right, then they'll get someone else. Yeah. yeah? So the onus was on him. And he mentioned, say, Jordan Henderson, that they went and got their clips. And they work through with the analysts to try and in, to try and improve. And and I thought, wow, that's really telling because this this is Liverpool, right? But yeah. then you take it even further. Another friend of mine who I played with, 
he actually is now employed by Premier League strikers to go through their clips and put on different sessions and they pay him on a like a pro rata basis. This is nothing to do with the club. And this isn't like an, almost like an individual arrangement. Yeah, Brilliant. Exactly. Now, a lot of these lads now will have a chef, they'll have this, they'll have that, and they'll also go, well, you know what? If someone can help me score an extra five goals, mm. it might be worth an extra, you know, how, however much. But, you know, so whether clubs would do it or whether in some ways I think, uh, I did a little bit of that when I was working at Bristol City. In the end, I just thought, ah, it's not quite enough for me because... Yeah. It's so it's so it's such a small element. How does the ball get from from there to there? Yeah. And I'd want I'd want to work on that. And then and then the actual finishing bit. I'm not a massive fan of of shooting at like cones or mannequins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm more game related, and and so I'd end up doing something that really I probably wouldn't want to do if I had complete or yeah. control over it or autonomy over it. So it's it is interesting, but and and there's no look, no doubt. Lads now know if I score an extra ten goals, I could be worth X, or I could get Y. And how am I going to do that? Well, those that have a, a, a you know the, the inkling about how to do it might go and employ someone to do it, or to make sure they stay at that top club so they get that extra contract that is worth X amount because you're investing in yourself, really. You know, got goals in the Premier League. Wolves won Aston Villa nil. Um... Totti with the goal there and we've also got one all now Chelsea did take the lead at Bournemouth through Conor Gallagher but um, Bournemouth have equalised uh, through Matthias Vigne that's um, subject to VAR just on what you're saying there David so it's almost like the top players the, the, the world stars who are on huge money almost maybe feel that coaching's too much of a hassle to get involved in going forward but maybe I mean look I can't speak for yeah. them but it just it was, it was I was surprised like I said I was at this uh, this presentation um, and there was like a you know ten or so uh, people there and the different coaches and, and and stuff like that and and just at the end you know you're talking to them about how things are going in the coaching department you know and um, yeah not not many you know in their in their eyes like top you know the the players from the top i.e. Premier League or maybe Championship you know top you know th- those leagues are are getting and doing their their qualifications you think Jeez. now there is a fine line right because. I'm I'm completely against doing your coaching badges. While to be honest, while you're in the, your career, mm. you should be 100% focused on your career because you shouldn't be coaching kids when you could be doing something to make yourself better as a player. In my mind, do you reckon? In my yeah, absolutely. Do you not need a, Do you not need a release get, though? You go because you get yeah, but you get one career. You get one career, and you could be doing uh, a few say. I've spoken to so many players. I'm like, why are you, you focus on your career? You get one career, focus on your career, get another year on your career. Why finish at 35? Because you, well, you could have finished at 38. That, that was my philosophy. And you could just, you could do the badges, but you do them in the summer when you've got absolutely nothing on. You don't need to go and, you know, that's me. Some people might be different, but I would always, I would always, I've said to people, just get the most out of your career first. Because um, you get one, you get one career. You got mm. plenty of time. You don't want one of oh. those lads who 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 gives up playing because they think, ah, maybe I'll be a better coach. Mm. De Bruyne nah. came back into the. Uh, sorry to interrupt, David. De Bruyne came back into the City team today, and he just got you know two players fouled him there from the least. Like City are absolutely on top of this. They're one 0 up through Gundogan. Haaland just missed a sitter to make it two. It looks like there's only going to be one winner today out of this one. 
Yeah, Justin, the, another member obviously of that Ireland kind of squad type uh, era was Colin Healy, who um, left Cork City this yeah. week. He was, to yeah, paraphrase, that, um, yeah. to paraphrase um, with Nil and I, he was kind of, Colin Healy was probably a manager by mistake in a way. And I, I think he, I'm not even sure he ever really wanted the job. But he and Tim Clancy in the League of Ireland, these lads, uh, certainly the likes of Tim Clancy, he doesn't, he's not a millionaire. Like, so when they lose their job, they, it, it, this is very, very real. It's not like a Premier League lad, uh, Premier League. Premier League manager losing his job and uh, we, we've had a relatively quiet time with the League of Ireland so far this season but two managers gone I think one day after the other and I don't know what you meant with Shane it was, I wasn't totally surprised by either um, but at the same time you're like what happened? Yeah um, I, I was surprised by Tim's one to be honest with you I think they I think I'm right in saying seven days previous to him being sacked they were Second, was it? They were second at one point. Then, yeah, then they. Might they're they're back up again. They won last night as well. <laughs> no, like it's 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 madness. It's so tight between. Just, that's what I was thinking last night when I was watching the uh, Jonathan Afalabi yeah. penalty that wasn't. But this is the margins. But these these, these are the big. These you got to get these decisions right. Yeah, yeah. We can't afford VAR in the League of Ireland. Yeah. See, well, actually, the first goal I think was offside as well. Actually, so there were two decisions VAR would one hundred percent have given. Um, two 0 to Manchester yeah, City, and it looks like it's Gundogan again. Is. Comes into the team today. Ilkay Gundogan the man who re- well he won the title last year didn't he and look a bit sad. big Sam the gum has not been chewed anymore it's uh, Manchester City 2 leads nil it's funny then with, with, with Tim Clancy like Tim Clancy brought John Daly in and John Daly like had a good career ended up in he was ex-Rangers but ended up then in Scandinavia but came in under Tim's guidance and now was taken over in an interim or possibly indefinite um, spell and it's it's funny the way it works but I don't know it's, it's a difficult one for Tim Clancy you now where he goes from this it's almost like uh, Gundogan has been in the D twice and has got the ball. Same goal. Yeah, and different <laughs> corner this he time. He takes a touch and goes opposite yeah. side, but he's in the same, exact same position, isn't he? What a player. David Connolly, are they going to do this treble? Are they going to beat Real? Ah, uh, jeez. I mean, um, I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably say that they, they're going to come very, very close. It's just how you stop that front three, I think, for Real. I think that that's obviously the key to the game. Um, but, yeah, it's... Um, I mean, yeah, their, 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 their class, obviously, a few, you know, a few changes today. He's left out Grealish. Froding's come in. Gunda won two great goals. Just uh, seen it here. Um, arriving on the edge of the box, you know. Great, great um, intelligence here, right? Because the keeper's already gone near for the first yeah. one. And then he just reverses it across him. And uh, I tell you, did you, did you see um, this week uh, Pickford and Madison? Yeah. Did you see any of that game? Yeah, yeah, Monday night. Nah. Monday night. This is why you can't shoot him at mannequins. You know, you talk about a striker guy. I tell you why. Because the goalkeeper there, if you look at that second goal, which those listeners might be, they might not know, but the keeper hasn't moved because the keeper is half thinking. He went near last time and as he's reversed it across him, he's gone, oh, I'm, I'm never getting there. And that's because his previous one, he went near post. Now, did you see Pickford and Madison, right? It was fascinating because a massive game that was, right? That was a massive game. And the, the the fine margins here, Madison had two shots early doors. And both of them, because Pickford must have faced him in training for England hundreds of times, yeah? Hundreds of times. He knew exactly where he was going both times. I mm. thought it was I thought it was amazing. And he was reading his body language and his shoulders and his arms and how he how he approached the ball, how he the ball, how he the ball, how he racked the ball, how he racked for the penalty. I actually said it in commentary. I said He's read him twice already, like because I was working on the game, and then he didn't move for the penalty. I know he had the stats and he had the dates down, but I think that is why I'm loath to do any of this striker 
shoot round mannequins yeah. or you know because it's it, 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 yeah, and it reminded me of a, of, of a game actually when I was at Wigan we played Newcastle and Shea Given was in goal <laughs> right and Shea saved well Shea would save everything anyway right because he was an incredible goalkeeper but it just reminded me of that and then I got we got a penalty in that game and I'm thinking you know I've played with Shea since we made our debut so probably like 8-10 years and I'm thinking geez where do I put this now? You know, because he's he's read everything, and it does get into your head psychologically, and that's that's the sort of the battle at, at you know that these players are having at this at this level. You've seen Gundogan score two. We saw Madison be read by Pickford, and and it just cast my mind back to that. Come game on, against, give give us the punchline, uh, David. Did you score or did he save it? <laughs> no, no. Well, yeah, but it went in, but but it it, it um you know obviously it, it just reminded me of that because you would face a goalkeeper and yeah. he would know where you were going you know and that's why you can't be shooting around too many cones or too many mannequins you know it has to be game related how uh on the penalties how how good how good was was McAllister the other night I thought he yeah, was God. absolute coolness personified I, did you see how long he took Jenny yeah yeah oh, I love that I love that, that I don't know if he me. scored in the World Cup final but um they were brilliant remember, in the World yeah. Cup Argentina at the penalties uh, he, I just thought it was brilliant he, you know, he just settled everything down all the shenanigans that was after going on he just took the sting out of the whole thing by waiting so long because it, it made me think back do you remember the, the Harry Kane ones in the World Cup remember there was a, yes, there was a, a big, big delay and for Lloris yeah. but he, re, he, he, he retook he took one earlier what was it he took one during the match and scored wasn't yes, it and then yes. took one in penalty shootout and missed right and during the match he picked up the ball and reset it and then put the ball in the back of the net. And then in the penalty shootout, he didn't pick up the ball and reset it. He left it where it was. And I was like, it's worked perfectly for you the first time. Why have you not repeated the exact same process? And McAllister just looked like a guy to me who had a process. Right. You know, this wasn't made up on the spot. He had a process. He knew, I don't know whether it was breathing techniques or visualisation or what he was using, but he looked like a guy who had a process. And I, I love <laughs> I love process. <laughs> Less room for error. David Connolly, your book now is going to be a bestseller on Amazon. Uh, you can't cheat at mannequins. <laughs> <laughs> Bear in mind, I, I bearing in mind, I actually bought my own mannequins and I've got them in the garden. So, you know, I'm a bit of a hypocrite there. But, yeah, you know. I, I think as you get older and more, you, you realise that you don't have the time to, or if you do, you end up ruining your body by shooting How a How do you go about buying mannequins? Yeah. <laughs> you don't buy them, you steal uh, them, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, yeah. You, you, um, you, yeah, you, I've got a couple you can have if you, if no, you want to okay. pay the... We're okay. Bournemouth 1, Chelsea 1, uh, Manchester City 2, Leeds 0. Uh, Spurs nil, Crystal Palace nil, Wolves one, Aston Villa nil in the Premier League. Uh, so uh, Ch- City fans chanting, "You're getting sacked in the morning." The big Sam, uh, <laughs> like it was really only three games he was given. I mean, you, you were, yeah. weren't going to win this one, were they? Um, so Joe McDonough Cup, Leash one ten, Kildare four points at Moor Park. Have Arsenal done this season then, uh, David Connolly? I mean, uh, will they be feel bitterly disappointed if they don't win the title, or will they feel like I suppose you, you, you sometimes you have to seize it when it's there for you, you know? Yeah, exactly, and I think I think uh, it looks like it's gone now, doesn't it? So I mean, there's the the couple of games, the Liverpool one, probably where they 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 I thought they were really good first half, and then you know probably didn't get the third goal, and then second half Liverpool came back, the West Ham one, two one up, Saka missed a pen, and you know you obviously got a lot a lot you know you got a long time in the season anyway, but but it just seemed like um, those games really. Yeah, whether it's pressure, you know, they 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 really uh, damaged them an awful lot, and uh, 
you know, this city side is, is relentless. So I think, uh, unfortunately, it's, yeah, for them, they're not going to win it this season. Going to take a break here. David Connolly, Johnny Ward and Shane Keegan on Football Saturday. If you want to text us, you can 53106 or you can tweet us out off the ball. We're back after this. And you're welcome back to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Doug with you three to five. This is Football Saturday. Remember, football and off the ball brought to you by Sky. Watch every live Premier League game this season on Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports. You can text us five three one zero six. Tweet us at Off the Ball. Listen across the country on your radio News Talk. Also, watch us on the Off the Ball digital and social channels on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. We also podcast a show on Off the Ball section of the Go Loud Network. It's also available wherever you get your pods. Joined on the line by the former Republic of Ireland striker David Conley, and in studio by the Cove Ramblers, Bosh Shane Keegan, and the broadcaster and journalist Johnny Ward. Two 0 to Manchester City against Leeds in the Premier League Gundogan with both goals Bournemouth won Chelsea won so Gallagher putting Chelsea in front of Vigna equalising for the Cherries down at the Vitality Stadium Spurs nil Palace nil Wolves won Aston Villa nil important uh, goal there for Wolves from Totti uh, also in sport today, we have uh, Women's National League in the SSE Electricity Women's Premier Division. Bohemians won Slugger Rovers nil at Denyman Park. Dealor Waves and Wexford Utes kick off at four. Uh, the Stormers lead the Bulls 17-7 in the ORC quarterfinals in South Africa. In the John McDonough Cup round four, Leash won 11, Kildare six points at Omore Park. And we have the 2,000 Guineas going to post new market at four o'clock with Sligo playing Kerry in the under-20 football semi-final at Pierce Stadium at 4.45. Just wanted to ask, you were talking a lot about coaching David Connolly in the last half hour who was the best coach you ever played under can you say um jeez um I, I, I don't know I mean there's been um there's been a there's been a few um uh Terry Burton was really good Terry was at Wimbledon he he was at Arsenal for years and years he was excellent and also Stuart Robson alongside him they were they were really good. Kenny Jacket was my youth team manager. He was excellent. I know Kenny then went on and was a league manager for um, uh, for, for for a long time. Um, um, who else uh, in Holland? Bert van Marwijk. He was good. Um, uh, like good. Bert coach. van Marwijk. He was, yeah, he he the, was good. The he Dutch good. coach from twenty ten and the welcome to the World Cup final. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, he was. Um, he was <laughs> very, the one? He, Just reeling off names here from out of the clouds. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, geez, uh, uh, you know, I'd say uh, as a as a coach, uh, you know, Terry Burton was very, very good. I'd, I'd, you know, I'd say, you know, might be one of one of my best or Kenny Jacket above above Bert Van Marwijk in terms, but I'm just saying as a as a coach, he was also good. But I was a bit older then, and and probably. Um, you know a different outlook on things but yeah there's so there's there's um uh geez i'm probably leaving like loads out now but yeah you, you gotta ask your old there. buddy roy Keane, does he want the cork city job now it's the job that's, uh, <laughs> that he's been waiting for <laughs> yeah well um yeah i mean look robbie's back in i'm sure roy is is uh but i just i don't know i don't know whether it, that's gonna happen now you know um well, he's at the snooker the other day, wasn't he? he was. Yeah, he was. He yeah. yeah. always struck me as a fellow who'd like snooker now. So yeah, he nice did. And, yeah, yeah, I wasn't surprised to see him there at all. Mm. Hey, I got to find. I tell you this story, right? Because years ago at Sunderland, um, years ago we had a day off or whatever, and I came down to London and I went to a, a, a an auction to buy a flat, right? And um, I bought a flat at an auction, but at the auction was um, Homes Under the Hammer. You know the Homes Under the Hammer, the the, the, the show you yeah. buy a you buy a house or whatever and they're, they're there filming and so they came up to me after and they said um 
would you go on the show? And I said, no. And I said, well, you know, you get a few hundred pounds, you buy you a set of taps or whatever. And I was like, no, no, no. I said, no, you're okay. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm fine. But anyway, cut long story short, I also was trying to buy this other thing and I didn't, but someone else bought this other flat, right? And he obviously agreed to go on the show. Yeah. So then like a few months later, this Homes Under the Hammer appears and and there's me on, on the program, and I'm thinking, I'm not, I shouldn't be on this program. I didn't buy anything. But because I was bidding against him, I was in it because the camera kept panning to me and to him. So anyway, a few months later went by, right, and I went into training one day, and Roy was there. He goes, Dave, yeah, what the bloody hell are you doing on Homes Under the Hammer? <laughs> and he goes, what are you doing on Homes and Hammer? And I was like, oh my God. I said, what are you doing watching Homes and the Hammer? Anyway, <laughs> right back at you. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, even Roy watches a bit of daytime TV, you know. <laughs> or somebody to watch it for him. <laughs> well, I wasn't happy with you. You should be staying out of the limelight. <laughs> you can't yeah, do anything exactly. in this life without somebody knowing about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, that was funny, but... Yeah, I'm sure he's watching probably a bit too much daytime TV even now. I'm sure he'd rather be in the game, you know. You do wonder, you're on about, like, you, you, you miss the buzz. Like, does he, I mean, it, it might be his last chance, but surely apart from once, that one last chance. What do you think, Shane? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, well, yeah, I suppose the fighter, the competitor in him. Um, let's look, whatever about the management side of things, let's be honest, he's absolutely brilliant for TV, isn't he? He's he is just... He's, is he the top pundit? Ah, he's superb in 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 in, in football. He's superb. Look, I think I think I suppose just for his uniqueness, whether, yeah. whether he's like whether you can say well Gary Neville or Carr or her for, for analysis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to be fair to Sky, they've struck the absolute perfect balance. I know the boys on the Sunday pay per view last Sunday had a bit of a conversation around punditry and that, and I think they touched on this. Like Sky have the balance bang on. Like to me, you know the. The, the brilliantly withering one-liners that Roy can deliver as only Roy can. Do your job. Uh, it, it, it's just brilliant, but it, it has to be, you know, it has to be counteracted then by the Neville and Carragher stuff where they go really heavy on the detail and, and they really do, you know, kind of bore down into what is happening on the pitch and that. And But it, it's gas because, like, it's, it's kind of a thing where you'd imagine the two boys have slaved away all day Monday preparing these clips for a Monday night football segment and that and they have it planned to the end detail and it's brilliant to be fair to them I, I would listen to them forever I think they're top top class but then the other lad just steals the show with a one liner that's completely off the top of his head like he's it's but it's a, it's a great balance there it really he's he's brilliant for TV he's br- I don't know um, could he be tempted away from that again he probably could because the competitor in him would want to, to show that he he, he can still do it, you know. And he wouldn't lose his TV no, like um, no, no. job yeah. or, or stature. Um, the 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 Cork City job. I have, I've always I've always thought it would be amazing. And Roy would come in. Can you imagine like Cork City playing shells and it's Roy Keane against Damien Duff? Like, <laughs> but Colin Healy, like he was a big name, and he oh, yeah. just Point decided there. that enough was enough, you know. And it's it's a, it's a lot of pressure even at League of Ireland level. Um, and as I say, like League of Ireland lads are not leaving with two million payoffs. Yeah, yeah. You were on TV once, weren't you? You know, David. Con- on Homes and the Hammer were you on some reality show no experience required yeah um, yeah I, I finished third um, which comes right what after what was the show about um, it, was, it was mad I was, I was actually I started to work I think I was working at Satanta at the time and a mate of mine um, Julian who 
um, Shane would know he was yeah. in this kind of dead end bank job even though Julian was so good at maths that um, he'd, he'd watched the, the movie How to Cheat the Leaving Cert and apparently one of the things in the movie was that you um, did some of your maths exam in Roman numerals and he he did honours maths in the Leaving and he was so bored during the exam that he did one of the questions in Roman numerals <laughs> and the story goes and I don't know if you've done honours maths JD but I was not I, I did pass maths it's the only pass subject I did uh, just just throwing that in there you yeah, know, everything like, else you know, was honours uh, everything else was A's just, yeah. it was it anomaly actually yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, I did, I did honours maths and I found it tough narcissism and, um, and uh, yeah we get to your uh, narcissism <laughs> but uh, so I did I struggled with honours maths but Julian was very good honours maths and um, but like he, he was big into kind of betting and, and being at that but how do you get a job with a bookmaker so he was in this dead end job in AIB by the way sorry when he was doing the leaving search um, the, the examiner gave him an A an A an A2 because he thought like you're taking the PISS here like so he got a check and he got an A1 but anyway that was grand so he texts me he's like um, we should jump, we should go for this show and give it a go no experience required and it was six different topics I think where you'd get a sponsor who would come in and at the end of it the sponsor would get an employee so in this instance it was Paddy Power would get um, an odds compiler and um, I finished third but Julian finished first anyway so he came out of this dead end bank job and he's been in the bookmaking industry ever since and that's probably about close <laughs> to 20 years ago not now. every job in a bank is dead end his was definitely like he was doing a lot of like photocopying and that sort of stuff okay, like. okay. Um, although I, I wonder how much he's doing actually in his day in his day job now but uh, anyway so I finished third yeah and um, I know I know some of the characters that was were this involved this a bit like since. The Apprentice was it kind of thing? yeah and the funny thing was I, like Paddy Power isn't here to say why it wanted to do this but I think Paddy Power did a thing and it was free publicity in effect they did a bit of filming Julian was a brilliant um, he's actually a brilliant worker he was perfect for the job um, and then Paddy Power sort of changed and he moved on but yeah and I found the, sorry I was at home recently and um, my, my sister was like you need to clear out that room and I found the VHS like the, I've actually found the VHS of the of the show so we're going to try and put probably it have an A today um, <laughs> yeah um, but um, I actually haven't in, in, a, in a mental sense but um, yeah so that was it like I was so people are saying to you it was more about like whatever the, the show is. It was more about people saying, "Oh, you're on the TV. I saw you on the TV." Yeah, he, like he was getting people um, who'd seen the show in like Argentina and all. And then I used to be on night, <laughs> used to be on nights out with Julian. And like after the eighth person, I'd come up. Oh, well done. I come. I'd go in. Like, sorry, I, I was actually on the show I was as well. I finished third. <laughs> Second comes right after first. But uh, it was it was mad. It was great fun. And um, Paddy Power got this guy who was there for twenty years afterwards. Yeah. Uh, listeners out there, have you ever been on TV in an unusual way? You can text us at 53106. Uh, 53106. Uh, Mick and Cork collapses at the Cork City game last night. Much improved first half. Fitness levels proved to be lacking in the second half. Hopefully new manager and few transfers in the summer. And we'll stay up keen in. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, so, it is uh, going to be very interesting to see what to do. because If you, you canvass Cork City fans, how many of them would want Roy Keane? Like, oh, yeah, I'm sure they all would. They, they'd probably, there is a better candidate, but they'd want Roy. Well, he can't get the Cove job. because. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although he's always at Cove games. You he's waiting in the wings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Harry, um, Harry Kane has scored for Spurs 1-0. They lead Palace at home at half-time. Wolves 1, Villa 0 at the break. Man City 2 leads 0. Not a great start for Big Sam, but would you expect anything different? Uh, Bournemouth 1, Chelsea 1. These games in the 
top flight of England the, the, like the, the Cove job JD as long as Cork City are in the <laughs> Premier Division a lot of it is reliant on looking at Cork players that want to get like football so bring them down to Cove it's literally 20 minutes away or whatever so you, Shane would be ringing up Roy Keane would you, would you give me a player or two there Roy come on you know I'm good for imagine it like imagine the crack and you'd be relaying these stories in ad lib here on a Saturday yeah probably be, uh, don't watch Holmes and the Hammer <laughs> yeah, yeah, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you heard it here first Roy Keane for Cork City yeah David Connolly, um, I'm just looking at um, the, the the clubs here at the bottom. They're all they're all as bad as each other. Leicester, Everton, Leeds are going to lose again today. Forest, who do you think's going down with Southampton? Uh, um, well, a few weeks ago, I, I well probably a couple of months ago, I said Leeds. So I, I don't think I can I can take that back now. I'll probably stick with Leeds. Um, you know, can Everton get out of it? I mean, I don't know. They showed a little bit of fight against Leicester the other day. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd say maybe I go with Leeds and Forest. I think, and maybe maybe Everton can get out of it. You know, but um, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think Leicester will. I think Leicester will. I think West Ham obviously are fine. Yeah, uh, and then it's probably what three from those four. Yeah. I reckon. Well, it's hard to say Leicester will be okay because obviously they're, they're, they're right down there. But I think Vardy's back, Madison's back. Yeah, they, and Barnes, they should have the players. They they're all the fit. Players, yeah. yeah, they're yeah. all fit. Yeah. Would you be worried for Gavin Mazzoon who had been dropped recently? Yeah, I would. I would. And I don't want to say uh, I told you so and I know it all, but when he went there, I said it immediately on, you know, online. He's going into a, a club that is... Uh, in chaos really you know um and um it, 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 now it won't do him i don't think it will do him any harm in terms of um playing in the championship every um every week but um he, he was just going into a difficult club that was going to go through change and i just you know whether that was you know whether that was really put to him um clearly enough before he went there I'm not saying he would have done anything different but it was it was um it was a club that was that was going to go for an awful lot of change and and uh look he's 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 done well he's also maybe made some mistakes as all young goalkeepers will but nonetheless um i think he'll he'll do very well and, and even if he does you know go down into the championship um you know, he hasn't actually played a season in a championship and that will probably do him the world of good because he's still only, you know, 20 or whatever, 21 or whatever. So would you so. choose the season he's had or that of Kelleher? Yeah. No, yeah, obviously you you choose you choose to play. You know, you choose you definitely choose to play. What I'm saying is whether at that time there might have been another club that mm. would be less... Um, Chaotic. I guess, yeah, it'd be less turmoil. You know, but absolutely, yeah, yeah, go, 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 absolutely go and play. But I just think, you know, they've had a lot of change at the back. They're one of the youngest teams in the league. I mean, there's been so many games where that whole defensive unit in front of Gavin has completely changed. Um, but I'm sure he'll say, well, he could have done maybe, you know, there's a couple of things he might have done better himself. But he's a young kid learning the game. But he was going into a club that, that Ralph was never going to last the season there. Nathan Jones coming in was a disaster. And uh, they played every different way. Ruben Sellers is not the answer either. So there's probably going to be a new manager next season uh, for Gavin. But fingers crossed, he's 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 a manager. You know that sticks with him. I mean, why why Ruben is taking him out the out the team? 
And it just doesn't make any sense, to be honest. If you're go if you're going down, which they are going to go down, I don't think that's ever going to change. You stick with the goalkeeper that you've bought, that you've invested in as a young player, and you see it through. And he comes out the other side. I hate this when they when they take take like lads out that out the firing line as if you know he's culpable when really. You know, they knew they were getting a young goalkeeper who, who's got a, a bit like Melier, right? Who's young, but very, very good. Might make the odd mistake because they're young. But, you know, I think Saints should have stuck with him. I mean, it hasn't worked playing McCarthy instead of him either. So, mm. you know. Yeah, and Melier was dropped today for Joel Robles, but it hasn't uh, prevented Manchester City from scoring twice. Yeah, in, exactly. In, yeah. yeah, in the Premier League against Leeds at halftime there. Bournemouth won, Chelsea won. Halftime Spurs won, Palace nil. <sighs> I don't know. Um, Wolves won Villa nil uh, in the, in that game as well at uh, Molyneux in Scotland uh, in the Championship group. Hibernian two St Mirren nil in the relegation group. Motherwell won Kilmarnock nil. Ross County won Livingston nil. St Johnston won Dundee United nil. Um, just some scores elsewhere from um, other codes um, in the John McDonough Cup round four. Leash one seventeen. Kildare eight points. And we also have the DHL Stormers 20, the Volacom Bulls 7 in the rugby and in the women's Premier Division. Bohemians won Sligo Rovers nil with a match between DLR Waves and Wexford Youths just kicking off at the UCD Bowl. We've got David Connolly, we've got Johnny Ward, we've got Shane Keegan, we've got Football Saturday until 5. If you want to get in touch, you can. 53106. Rock after the news. And you're welcome back to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with you through until five. Remember, football and off the ball brought to you by Sky. Watch every live Premier League game this season on Sky Sports, BT Sports, and Premier Sports. We've got David Connolly in the line, the former Republic of Ireland striker. And in studio, Johnny Ward, the broadcaster and journalist, and the co ramblers boss, Shane Keegan. In the Premier League, Manchester City 2 leads nil. Spurs 1, Palace nil. Wolves 1, Villa nil. Bournemouth 1, Chelsea 1. Uh, David Connolly was telling us how he appeared on Holmes under the hammer and Roy Keane uh, sussed him uh, when he was playing for Sunderland and uh, like David wasn't even meant to be on Holmes under the hammer but it was a bit of a mad story when we got asking people like and Johnny Ward was on TV and asking people like have you ever been on TV like maybe you know, for some kind of mad reason uh, i got a texture here a cool one for you in 95 a, summer of, a number of us from a running club were brought to a visa card audition I got the gig I was the visa kid for the 96 Atlanta Olympics <laughs> shot the commercial in Kerry Pat Laffin played my dad <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my 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 TV story, Johnny, is uh, we were. I went to school in Marion College, so just across the road from, from Balls the pitch, Bridge. Balls Bridge, right across the road from Lansdowne Road. And one of my mates in our class, his uh, uncle used to do the door on the stadium. Um, so Ireland used to train the day before in the stadium and he was able we used to be able to go down and knock on the door and his, his uncle had let us in and we'd go in and watch the Ireland training sessions there was even occasion there was two occasions where we were actually asked to stand behind the goals and run around and kick the balls back out when they were doing shooting practice and stuff right so obviously we had to Mitch off class to go across to, to do this you know? I recommend it and no 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 <laughs> and uh, went back into class the next day and the next thing uh, announced over the intercom you know can Shane Keegan and such and such four names called out please report to the principal's office so we're like well this can only be one thing but how did he find out like landed down to the principal's office he was after spotting the four of us on the RT news was that nice O'Neill <laughs> Dunne who was interviewing somebody and the four of us were standing in the back <laughs> running around after footballs <laughs> so you think about David Connolly you're 17 and you're on TV scoring goals so it's going to be a different mm. thing for you you know David there just a little bit of um, unmute David unmute unmute David 
Oh, sorry, yeah, lad. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's my, funny, I was thinking of, like, Gunnan got the goal there, like, the, the first goal is the most amazingly beautiful finish, and if I scored a goal like that, I'd, like, I'd turn it on every night I came home from the pub to watch it. David, what was that like when, you know, you were a kid and you're like, God, I'm going to go home now and I'm going to be able to watch this back on TV <laughs> and I'm going to see the fan. I'm going to see different angles of it, I'm going to see people celebrating and I'm going to see it for the first time. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what, hey, I, I, that wasn't the only TV show I was on, though. I mean, <laughs> how long we got? I, 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 when, I was, when I was in junior school, you know, they, they, this TV company came around and it, they were doing a kids' quiz show about films, right? And I'd never watch films because I would just play football, but they had a list of all these films and I just ticked every film that I'd watched all of them, you know? And anyway, <laughs> cut long story short. Guess who gets chosen for the for the TV quiz show? Yeah, for me. So there was one boy and one girl chosen, and we're up against these other kids from other schools. And look, we went out first round because I didn't know anything about films, but I was on TV, and that was the most important thing. There's a moral in that story, David. I don't think you have it, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's probably not a moral you'd want to yeah, tell your kids, but yeah. Um, there we go did you watch yourself back like I mean the first goal for Ireland did you watch it back or did you well I mean <clears throat> oh yeah you'd watch what was interesting right we, we just we were talking earlier about um, that empty feeling you're saying about Roy say Roy King getting back into management the punditry brilliant at punditry he will have an empty feeling that he is not doing what he probably wants to do you know I, I think I, I would guess you have that you know you, you have that kind of empty feeling and and uh, I did a Wolves uh, sort of podcast this week and I look back on one of the games and one thing I took from one of the games about scoring the goals was the joy, mm. the joy of scoring a goal. And, you know, I looked at my th- celebrations, like everyone, you mentioned celebrations earlier, the pure joy mm. that you just don't get in life from anything else really well you know you do but from yeah, okay. you know yeah. that, that's the thing you, you, what time is this celebrations are a great crack don't worry. like we used to like obviously I was playing at no level whatsoever comparing my Far celebrations to David's but like we used to practice them we actually used to practice them in yeah. training we'd be like you know if you had a match coming up on a Saturday under 13 game coming up on a Saturday we'd be like right lads if we score a good goal what sort of celebration we used to wouldn't have beaten pra- the one last night now what? no oh, yeah. it definitely wasn't I, a, a every single celebration I see in, in soccer now is sliding sliding to the mm. corner it does my head in. you are an old man kind of shouts at crowds yeah well, I'm, I, well it's, <laughs> it, with every week it gets worse and and it was, it was remember like the remember the Nigerian boys at one of the World Cups where they all grabbed onto each other's ankles and did yeah. the train along and then there's who was it was the first to putting the boot up and pretending to shine his shoe and all that kind of crack there used to be great creativity around them all yeah the creativity yeah. it's all slide it's all sliding to the corner now every single one of them yeah. The Icelanders with um, the fish, the fish, the yeah. fishing hook. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool. Kinsman for us, John, when he arrived in the yeah, Premier the League. Diving, the yeah, yeah, dive, yeah. Taking the, taking did, the did you did you have any special celebrations, David Conley? No, no, I, 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 nothing creative. There was no cartwheels <laughs> or anything like that. And uh, no, I'm, I'm ashamed to say. I mean, the the diving to the corners. I'm sure there was a few games in lockdown where there was no fans in the crowd and they were still sliding to the corners. You know, 
which was uh which was funny <laughs> I had a great one one year uh jedi we were the, the, the good year we had with wexford had a fellow playing midfield for me called called shane dunn and duxy was his nickname but duxy was as happens in the league of ireland players miss games because of you know it could be a wedding or there could be a an upcoming we had a player really important player missed the game against against galway united against johnny side last week because he had his final exam in ucc and it was a half five exam he couldn't get off simple as um but we knew we knew duxy was due to miss this upcoming game but duxy was also on four yellows so we decided right well if we could pick up his fifth yellow then that would put him back to zero on the yellows and he's going to be missing the game next week anyway so we were having the chat during the week as to you know what way could he go about picking up the yellow and he said i said look just don't don't overly worry about it we'll see if you can pick up a cheap yellow towards the end of the game so we were playing a really important game against ucd and uh we scored we scored a winner with about three minutes left and it wasn't duxy scored in our end it was just somebody else scored it. and as they scored it we're celebrating on the sideline and duxy looks at me and starts putting the thumbs up and i'm going what what it had gone out of my head what he was so Duxy pulls the jersey off goes running up the field swinging it over his head straight red card <laughs> yellow brilliantly timed yellow card funny stuff funny stuff funny stuff you're probably going to be called before the FAI is just bringing again yeah. to disrepute now yeah yeah. Bournemouth 1 Chelsea 1 City 2 Leeds 0 Spurs 1 Palace 0 Wolves 1 Villa 0 um, David Connolly Spurs I just can't I just I don't know I don't know anymore do you, <laughs> what do you say to that, David? <laughs> yeah, Richardson's um, in the team actually today. He hasn't scored. It was Harry Kane that got the goal. But um, well, I, I saw I saw a brilliant video online earlier about there was there was a lad who was who's a massive Tottenham fan. He was he was doing his own commentary of that game. And when they equalised in the last, you know, with sixty seconds left, he just spent he spent forty five of it talking to the camera about what a great point it was. And then by the time he turned around, Liverpool had scored. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was just like hilarious. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know where you, you know, where you where you start with Tottenham. But do you know what? In some ways, um, I um, we've touched on Jurgen Klopp before, haven't we? You know, like you know his little spat with Ryan Mason. I'm I'm, I'm glad Ryan. I know Ryan's obviously very inexperienced, but I'm glad he's given it a you know a good go. He's had difficult games. He's had difficult games, and obviously it's a mess to be put into. And he's already been in it before. Right, and he's got the world against him. But I, I like that he's given it a go, and I like that he's coming out and, and sticking up for himself with with the likes of Klopp. And I, I hope he gets a result today for for him as well, you know, because like he's talked the talk when he when he got the interim, you know, saying he's ready, he's learned, he's this, he's that, and 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 I think well, you know, good for you. You know, we spoke earlier about lads not wanting to get in and coach and, and manage or whatever, and um, you know, I, I hope he. He picks up a couple of, you know, because he was close against Liverpool. He was. They fought back. They done really, really well. Um, yeah, and I hope he does get a result today. It seems a long time ago now. You mentioned JD all the football that's been on that Spurs Liverpool game, which was obviously. Do you know what you think back at the like the Liverpool Spurs the four, or Liverpool Newcastle four threes and like I, I was a kid watching them. This game. I think Ken Early spoke well about it in the in the Times. It was just it was just two kind of stupid teams at the moment. It was a stupid game of football, and it wasn't even that memorable. But Klopp's behaviour was so so poor. Like after the what to the fourth official to the fourth official, and he got what did he pull his hamstring? Pull his, it pull his hamstring. Work in his favour, lads, because that actually took that took the limelight away from what he'd done and people started taking the piss out over the fact that he'd pulled his hamstring that actually man, that helped him in mm, a way I, I, I really thought like when we're, when we've spoken about referees of late in the League of Ireland and a couple of controversial decisions and non-decisions last night as you have but 
would you do that to like imagine somebody on the street behaving like like in that manner to somebody I just think it was so unbecoming of anyone not to mind a football manager not to mind somebody who was managing Liverpool not to mind somebody who's had the success that he's had I just thought it was really pathetic on 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 the referee manager interactions, Jedi. Did you see the one about about Jose wearing himself up um, for a game last weekend? Yeah, well, that's, that's just a, it's part of the Jose caricature, yeah. caricature, isn't it? Really, it is. But it, you know, it does make you think, um, like washing baskets and all this kind of stuff, and like coming into the dressing room in a laundry bag. Like, it, it, to me, okay, you know, it's it, there's a serious advantage there to Jose because he knows they're both wired up, whereas the referee doesn't know they're both wired up. Like, the simple fact is, you know, for all the giving out that any of us do about referees as, as managers or as, as fans or whatever, I know if you if you wired me up without me knowing I was wired up, if, the, if you get me, um, and wired up the referee without the referee knowing they were wired up, at the end of a normal 90 minutes which of the two of us would be more embarrassed by our oh, behaviour Jesus, you can yeah. be guaranteed it's me you and can be guaranteed it's me like you just lose all sense and all dignity when you're on a sideline like you know there's no point saying oh if you wired up the manager you'd hear some of the things that referees say to us hear some of the things we say to them be a million times worse la- la- last night uh, Bowes played Rovers JD it was a big big game for Bowes because they've been top of the table practically throughout the season and they were very very unfortunate with decisions like the first goal that Rover scored was probably offside but more to the point they were pressing for an equaliser at 1-0 and Jonathan Afalabi was 100% taken out and if the referee I think Rob Hennessy refereed he may have not had a great view of it the linesman probably should have seen it um, so Bowes were really really unfortunate with decisions lost the game 2-0 but they could argue that like you know the referee cost him and so on there's, Dec- a, there's a slow-mo doing the rounds Johnny of of the tackle of you, the, you need to see the slow-mo the Cleary tackle yeah God, I've seen four angles of it and uh, so he got the ball didn't he I, I, I was nailed on that was a penalty I was driving home with, with Lee in the car last night and, and Lee says oh look at the penalty that that uh, that, Bo, that Bowes didn't get last night and he showed me in full flow and from I think two angles and I was like oh how do you not give that next thing we're like a half an hour further down the road and next thing Lee goes oh hold on have a look I'll at have, this I'll have to get and you he shows me, me that. he shows me a slow-mo of it from a different angle and it looks it looks like Dan Cleary actually makes a superb okay. tackle and just Before gets Afalabi. a slightest touch on it so, off of so if, if, the, if that's true right my absolute apologies to Rob Hennessy and even if it isn't like mistakes were made but my, my point was Declan Devine came on and he just said we have to defend better yeah. we have to he score didn't, he didn't play he didn't, we have to he take, did, he didn't go on a not tight slight, he said yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not here yeah. to give out about referees yeah. I'm like we have to defend that first goal better and then Antonio Dunhu said the offside he might uh, you know replay showed he may have been offside well we have to defend the cross better than that and he completely went out of his way to say this wasn't the referee's fault I thought like I don't know Declan Devine the well but I thought he really went up my estimation the way he handled it because it was a big game in front of live TV 8,000 people and they lost it because they were a little bit unlucky in my view decision it's a bit like uh, David Connolly with Ferguson because he's such an icon and, and he was so revered by a lot of people and clapped the same that they kind of feel they sometimes push the edge too much and they feel like they get away with it a bit and that they're always yeah, going to be defended what, by their fans even whatever, yeah, even if they're however, offside yeah big difference though um, Johnny because John because um, the the dugout at Old Trafford is is a lot well you wouldn't say a long way but it's far enough away from the pitch but Sir Alex yeah okay he'd be in the fourth official and he'd he'd, he'd defend obviously and fight for the decisions but by and large he was in his technical area uh, on on sitting down in the bench you know, whereas the likes of the, the modern day manager, a Jurgen Klopp, uh, an Arteta, a Guardiola, they stand on that sideline for 90 minutes and they don't stand in a technical area either. Whereas I think Sir Alex was a little bit different. 
you look at him often the imagery I have of Sir Alex Ferguson okay he might be you know appealing for decisions or whatever on the on the sideline by and large he'd be in he'd be in those seats up in uh, set up at Old Trafford a little bit you know so it's slightly different whereas nowadays you know they are well in fact they're on the pitch half the time I saw David Moyes come on the pitch against Arsenal to complain about a decision you know and I think in football everyone knows you know Jurgen and his staff are you know are, are up there in terms of you know one of the most venomous sort of staffing sort of um, coaches that there are so I think Charles is a little bit different in, in all honesty, compared to the modern day ones now who don't sit down, they're always on the more or less on the pitch. Arteta's never in his area, he races out of his technical area. You can't keep him in that little cage, like a lion's cage. They don't they don't pay any attention to that little white paint that's drawn there for them. So yeah, I think Trilex was was a little bit different. Okay. Uh, no goals uh, updates you in the Premier League Bournemouth 1 Chelsea 1 uh, City 2 Leeds 0 Spurs 1 Crystal Palace 0 Wolves 1 Aston Villa 0 uh, we also have uh, Brentford kicking off away to Liverpool at half 5 we'll have the teams uh, from Anfield for you shortly um, Bohemians 1 Sligo Rovers 0 in the Women's Premier Division the Stormers 30 the Bulls 14 in the URC quarter final in South Africa so it looks like Connacht going to the Stormers Leisha beaten Kildare 123 to 11 points much to Shane Keegan's delight mm. In the John McDonough Cup, uh, we got the 2000 Guineas. I think I might have said it was yeah, Ford. it's on 20. To, Aiden O'Brien with the first and uh, second in the betting was going to be 440. The uh, 2000 Guineas, so I apologize. Uh, Sligo Kerry 445, uh, throwing a Pierce Stadium, the All Ireland Under 20 Football Championship semi final. Harry Kane scored the goal to pass Wayne Rooney, the all time scorers list for Spurs, 209 Premier League goals, also the first player to score 10 headers in a single season. Do you know the, the, just you're on about Spurs, Judy? And um, I should mention Tommy Barrett, the, Lim- the treaty manager, said Mark Luddon broke out the chicken dance to celebrate a goal last Seen night. The chicken dance, it is quite a sight to behold. Yeah, he did he it says, for me on a couple of occasions as well. Yeah, got a few lads asking me to drop him after it. So you <laughs> yeah, know, a lot of a lot of players are like, "Don't be, don't be messing." The Spurs game though against Liverpool, is they're three 0 down, and the Spurs fans start to leave. And you're you were telling me a similar story where you're with guys, and you're like, "Okay, we, we give up on this." Spurs, the way they set up is really interesting because they're completely counter to the way modern football should be. In that they they don't press at all. They sit back. They're Conte team. They're Conte team, and maybe that's kind of their condition. Do that now under Mason, but like they they didn't really change their body language at three 0 didn't change. And once they got the first goal, because they just missed a really good chance for that, you're like they're well in this game. And it was interesting watching it, where it was like their mentality was, don't worry about it. We're going to hit them on the counter, and they were very very effective in the second half at that. And to me, they deserve to get some for the game. But if you're a new coach coming into Spurs. Is, does Harry Kane have the legs to be a presser? Do you bring Richardson in? Or what do you do? Uh, do you well, change the way they play? I like? think you do, you do, well. I I think you first of all need to get rid of the keeper and the four and all the defenders. Mm. Uh, or and if you keep Romero, keep you all the defenders. Yeah. yeah. So if you if you keep Romero, you need to tell him to calm down. Mm. So you need a completely new defence, a new goalkeeper, in my opinion. I think six to eleven, they're good. I think Benton Core's injury is a massive problem. Mm. I think he's mm. one of the, probably the best player this season. And do you decide you got to cash in on Harry Kane in his last year for a hundred? million or do you, you keep going with Harry Kane if you cash in on Kane you got the funds then to spend Daniel Levy the chairperson is correctly under a lot of pressure mm. so he'll want to throw a bit of money at it you'd hope and then do you make the team that all about Richarlison 
uh, Stephen Doyle, our commentator, was was making that point to me in the office. That's there. right, it was Rich, there. Yeah. Richardson uh, as a number nine, still a young player. So the way he celebrated the goals, or he's like, I've been sort of well, he's, disenfranchised. Well, he's here, an emotional uh, player. Um, as Erling Haaland uh, nearly scores for, again. For, for, for City, 2-0 the yeah, lead leads. So I just think you need, you need a completely new defence uh, and you also need you need better recruitment. Uh, their recruitment has been terrible the last 10 years, I feel, in certain aspects. It'd be fairly uh, slow to hang me hat and Richardson too, though, lads. Um, so if, 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 yeah, if, 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 if like Daniel Levy is a very tough negotiator, so if he doesn't want to take the 100 million, say to Man United or whatever, then you keep Harry Kane and you, you try to keep Harry Kane on side and then you try to build a whole new team around him. But do they have the football people, do the manager say they got deserved? Deserby goes into Spurs and always been linked with Inter Milan. Deserby needs complete control. Mm. You've got Scott Munn now as director. You need complete control of the football product of Spurs to make Spurs what they are. And as David Connolly would have told us before in the show, a lot of people, good people, left the club uh, that were in the coaching roles. Mm. Is that right, David? Yeah. And I think, I think well, I think there was, uh, I, I think I told you that a little while ago, but I think there was a piece just the other day in The Athletic which more or less says what, you know, what I just said. Um, what I said a little while ago. So yeah, there was the, there's definitely um, you wouldn't say the heart ripped out of that club, but there's certainly a lot of uh, um, there's a lot of really good staff that that were there that were important to it that have now gone. And look, the thing is, Johnny, you it's kind of like they had they didn't have a, sport, a sporting director. They had a sporting director, Paul Mitchell, with with Poch. He, he he fell out with Daniel Levy. He left. Poch wasn't happy with that. Poch left. You know. Mm. Then they have another sporting director. Now you're saying, well, if they get Deserby, let him do everything. So that means no sporting director. So it, it comes back to like, what exactly are they gonna? What model are they gonna go down? Are they gonna give full autonomy and control? Is he gonna cede that to get the right man in charge? Or because yeah, it is he, mad, David. Because you know, like the, the whole idea of having a sporting director is that even if you're chopping and changing managers, so long as you have the same sporting director, the same philosophy will yeah. stay in place. So if you're going to chop yeah. and change sporting directors, what's the point of having a sporting director? Yeah, well, I suppose they had to get rid of Paris. Yeah. Well, no. they should have got him in the first place. Is the, I think the as issue. much as you're taking on petrol states and all of that, like it should be such an attractive club. It's worth two billion quid. To, and, and like in London, brilliant stadium. Like It has so much going for it. Um, and in fairness, they're not having an awful season. They're having a far better season than the likes of Chelsea, for example. They're, they're probably going to be out of the Champions League now, but there's so much going for that club potentially. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, uh, but, but when you become the laughing stock of everybody, it's not mm, a good place to be. I don't know if I'd say a far better season than Chelsea. Like there's a, there's you can also a hell of a chance that Spurs finish in eighth place and Chelsea. But also Chelsea. Yeah. If, yeah. If, if the American Todd Bailey can get out of the way, Chelsea mm. have and if they got and Pochettino's going to go there. Pochettino's a brilliant manager. Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, uh, and then you have all these players and, mo- and a bigger reserve of money that you can see Chelsea if they get them if they just let Pochettino do the job mm. within three to five years they'll be in a better position than Spurs. And you look at Newcastle now the way they're playing at the moment, um, they'll be the team to challenge probably City. You know, in the, in the coming years. Green thought. Uh, Newcastle, uh, David Connolly. Uh, like I, I suppose it kind of sums up uh, the, the thinking. That you got this. Uh, geopolitical um, tension between Saudi Arabia and Qatar. Uh, Lionel Messi is leaving uh, PSG in the summer, and they're talking about Neymar to Newcastle. But that would be interesting, wouldn't it? I suppose the Instagram account would go up anyway. Ah, uh, I, I think that's um, paper talk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, there's there's no way that Eddie Howe uh, and Neymar uh, doesn't sound like a, a marriage. No, no. And I think um, you know Dan Ashworth, who was at uh, Brighton, he's yes, in I, there. Yeah. At, he's yes. in there at Newcastle now. Um, I guess the model that they would be looking at with Eddie, you know, Eddie Howe is very much um, team orientated, an awful lot in training, 11 v 11s, an awful lot, a lot on shape, being hard to beat, breakdown, 
a, a player like Neymar is is not in that. And 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 also one player like that could absolutely mess I mean, everything. Yeah, Shane will tell you that. You know, yeah. Shane actually can tell you that. His last season at Go United was ruined by making sus- suspicious that on paper looked like good signs, David. you got to do a bit of character vetting, though. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just who's impressed you in the Newcastle team, David? Well, I think you you go through the spine of the team and I think their signings have been great. I mean, I know Pope, he had a bit of a mare. I think it was against, I can't remember, United. United, that's it. No, sorry, he was, he, was, he, was not, he was ruled out of the United after the Liverpool game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was, I think he's been brilliant. So you start with Pope. Yeah, Trippier has been excellent. Um, you know, Guimaraes, you know, now Isaac's fit. I mean, there's probably like a core of, of four or five players. You go right through the spine of the team. And they've been uh, they've been really really good, you know. But look, they're they're, they're based on a really um, solid platform. They have the lowest, and I'm not a big one for stats, right? But I worked on the the Arsenal game. They have the lowest ball in play in the, um, in the Premier League, or I think Leeds. The ball in plays is even less at Leeds. So, you know, they do play a particular way, which is successful for them. Right, which is successful, but it's a it, it is a particular way in terms of being very very hard to beat. Breakdown, as I said, comes back to all the work he does on the training ground, which a lot of players might might not like, but a lot of players like that. If it, if you're going to win with it, if you're going to win with it, they will they will do a lot of the eleven v elevens and the tactical work if it if it if it wins because you know you can see you can see that that there's actually a positive outcome for it. Are you but, surprised yeah, by Eddie Howe, uh, Shane? The, sorry, David, are you surprised by... Because it's... It, in fairness to Eddie Howe, like, regardless of the Saudi project, like, the way he's just managed that progress is actually quite astounding. Yeah, well, anybody who's playing uh, bingo for my cliches will be waiting for me to say, I did my pro licence with Eddie yeah. Howe. Uh, like no, JD sorry, and all the honours. Sorry, yeah. A licence with Eddie Howe. The and, uh, yeah. no, <laughs> on the back of doing my A licence with Eddie Howe, I told anybody who would listen to me what is that it, this though? man was set what is for stardom. So, again, I think I've said this before. So, the two the two players who were working in the league when I did my A licence were Carl Robinson, who was just landed <laughs> in, on the TV in front of us. They're losing 2-0. Yeah, and Eddie Howe. And to be fair, both extremely impressive characters, but in very, very different ways. Carl Robinson was very much the alpha male in the room. I'm here, all eyes on me. I'm loud, I'm brash, and I like to grab all the attention. And was very good in that manner I, I don't say that as a negative whereas Eddie was the complete nutter opposite um, very softly spoken you know didn't exactly shout his mouth off by any stretch of the imagination but every time he opened his mouth it was like a hush had descend upon the room because every time he spoke he spoke like really really good stuff and really stuff you wanted to hear and just made sense all the time and he was capturing your attention in a very very different way and he just struck me as yeah ex- meticulous in preparation and a guy who you would like to play your football under um hey i, t- I tell you this as well just sorry to, to, go on david yeah yeah because I, I used to see eddie howe and jason tindall an awful lot of games when bournemouth were in the championship say they had a free weekend or in that when they, when we start when bournemouth got promoted to the premier league that you know that you play less games right if you're in europe or whatever so I just happened to always be at the same games as them. Hmm. They must have been scouting lads, like, down in the championship. There wasn't, you know, they'd have, they must have their own scouts, but they were often at games. 
themselves, mm. you know. And and it's funny, you get you know you get a big sheet, you get a big sheet of paper or whatever with the teams on, right? And I and I looked at them and they had this A4 sheet, right? They folded it and folded it and folded it and folded it and folded it. And eventually it was the size of a matchbox, right? And it just had the two starting elevens. And it, and it was as yeah, as big as a matchbox. And whatever they wrote was on it. And it was either like a star, bang, yes, we're signing him or not. And that was, it was, <laughs> what I'm getting at is something, it's a bit simplistic, mm. do you know what I mean? But it, it, there's a beauty in that as well, in that, that on the day off, they're going to watch the games. They obviously have to have the final approval about who they sign. Have we seen him live? Because uh, let me tell you, a lot of managers and cl- clubs sign players, and sometimes a manager might not have even seen them live. Mm, yeah. But when you're down at Bournemouth, you've got to do the, your due diligence, right, and make sure you, you get to the game. And then also, there was not this big laptop. It wasn't a big pad. It was an A4 sheet of paper mm. that they hand out with the teams on, and it was, you know, the size of... And yeah, mine, so mine, I, I, mine I, I is class. all, mine, mine is all on my phone. So I, I just pop open the notes yeah. section on the phone. It's great. You can just use it for anything. Yeah. So say, last Saturday I would have jumped into the car, headed down to Limerick for the FAI Junior Cup final, which would be the biggest junior game in the country, and uh, Newmarket Celtic against St Michael's. And yeah, there was there was a player on each team. I suppose when you go to games, you're quite often going to a game with a specific person in mind or maybe two people in mind you're going to watch but then you've also got to be open-minded to well mm. does somebody else actually catch the eye even though you're there to look at that player um, and yeah you're just jotting down a couple you know you're just making a couple of notes on, on the phone as you're going along and, and some people will you know you'll go down looking at them and they'll rise in your estimation and others you'll say are, are not for you but it is you know technology does make life so so handy these days that you don't even need that, that pen and paper anymore you know you can lose a pen and paper you know even if I lose the phone the bloody notes are still stored the cloud you know so you've got everything there at your fingertips but the key thing there is as David says you know you know the names that were given to me the two names that were given to me were given to me by very very guys I would absolutely trust very very trustworthy sources but I'm like I'm not going to look to bring them in unless I've gone and actually watched them in the flesh myself and as Johnny has said if I do like to look at them in the flesh now it's all about going and finding as many different opinions on their character as you, you possibly can John, as well John Russell's doing a brilliant job at Sligo Rovers and um, for a Galway lad who um, I think Stephen Bradley said they were the best team they played this season but I, we spoke to him recently and he said the most important job a manager has is recruitment oh without a doubt that's it and clubs oh, make or break it. yeah yeah, just recruit well and then you have you have the ingredients so then just put the cake together and yeah like Sligo have got like Sligo have a player on loan from Leipzig um, Fabrice Hartman and I, I, I there were some issues with him he couldn't play last season for some bizarre That's pap- right, paperwork, paperwork issues yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're watching this lad play GD and first of all you're like Jesus this lad is, is, is so talented and secondly how did Sligo Rovers get a lad from Leipzig and uh, he's gotten players from like Estonia and New Zealand and thrown them all together into a League of Ireland team in a small town in the west of Ireland and for me, they, they've they've been one of the stories of the season, really, and it's his first job. They're playing Dundalk tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're City fans uh, chanting a Sam Allardyce. Uh, they're 2-0 <laughs> down. 
Uh, it's I'd absolutely g- love if they got a couple of goals back. G- Gundogan <laughs> has scored twice for City in the Premier League, and Leeds have three games to save themselves. They've got Newcastle, West Ham, and Spurs are the remaining three games. It's one-one Bournemouth, Chelsea. It's Tottenham one, Palace nil. It's Wolves one, Aston Villa nil. And just in terms of sport elsewhere, just to bring you up to speed, and the women's uh, Premier Division Bohemians one, Sligo Rovers nil at Dalymount, and Dealer Waves nil, Wexford Youths nil. The Stormers uh, thirty-three, the Bulls fourteen, and the URC quarter finals Leeds beat Kildare 123 to 11 points in the Joe McDonough Cup and the 2000 Guineas is about 8 minutes from post time David Connolly is on the line Shane Keegan's in studio Johnny Ward is in studio we're back at Football Saturday after this And this is Off The Ball Saturday with John Duggan until five. Remember, Football Saturday and Off The Ball brought to you by Sky. Watch every live Premier League game this season on Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. You can text us 53106. Tweet us at Off The Ball. we got David Connolly, the former Republic of Ireland striker on the line with Johnny Ward and Shane Keegan in studio. The Liverpool team is in. We're trying to pick the Guineas winner, JD, but like you get a million to one on Liverpool game in the nil all today. They're, they're, they have somehow, they're trying to fit, and Shane Keegan said, and I'm taking your words there, they're trying to fit Gakpo, Nunes, Jota and Salah into the one team yeah. um, and the other two midfielders are Curtis Jones and Fabinho is it 4-2-4 four, 6-4 four, uh, yeah four? well he'll call it 4-2-3-1 four, four, but the 3-1 and one are pretty much all guys who can play at centre forward aren't they so uh, it'll be interesting it's very very rare that Klopp veers away from his, his standard 4-3-3 three, three, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes for him yes Alisson Alexander-Arnold Kanate Van Dijk Robertson coming into the team today as well Jones, Fabinho uh, Salah, Nunez Jota, Gakpo uh, for Brentford um, it's be a lot of goals yeah two changes uh, so uh, Jarnson and Onyeka coming in for Damsgo and Sh- Kevin Shada Spurs are still 17 points ahead of Chelsea after losing a game they shouldn't have lost Tottenham. come on they, they, are, they are having a better season I know Chelsea did okay in the Champions League but it's just Frank Lampard isn't it they, he can't win a game I actually yeah. lads interesting just when uh, we got the notes for the chatting points today and we were talking about you know how seasons have gone for teams I brought up um no way the bookmakers do the the handicap market yeah. at the start oh of at the handicap market at the Chelsea start of the season. Chelsea are bottom anyway. Because quite often, you know, quite often as a season goes along, you're like, yeah, sure they're great, but it wasn't thought they were great before a ball yeah. was kicked, or, yeah. or you know they're struggling, yeah. but they were supposed to finish high. Arsenal must be really good on this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sure. Arsenal, Arsenal come out near enough uh, top, or the very top. Uh, wait, let me see here. I had it up here a minute ago. Here we go. Yeah, so like of the relegation ones, um, like of the five teams who could still be relegated. Who's who who do you think season? was expected to finish highest of the Leicester? Yeah. Leicester, yeah. Leicester were yeah. supposed to finish ninth. Yeah. yeah. Leicester were supposed to finish ninth, which is amazing, really, so it is. Um, Liverpool were supposed to finish second. Spurs were supposed to be third. Chelsea were supposed to be fourth. So all three of those, you know, have had, you know, incredibly poor seasons. Um, but yeah, look, the one that probably floats under the radar is, is Fulham. Fulham were supposed to go down. Yeah. Uh, Brentford and Brighton no, as well. Have never been anywhere near it. Yeah. Have never been anywhere near it. Brighton, obviously, that were, were down to finish 11th. They've, yeah. they've Possibly overachieved as well, and Brentford, yeah, fifteenth they were supposed to be. You know, it is still Spurs one, Palace nil, Wolves one, Villa nil. City going to go four points clear, and with this their game in hand against Leeds, they lead two nil. And we have Newcastle and Arsenal commentary here on News Talk tomorrow. Stephen Doyle and Brian Kerr, Bournemouth one, Chelsea one. I, I'm, uh, not, I'm not a coach, Eddie, but that just sounds a basket case system to me. What Klopp is doing there, I've no idea. How is he trying to fit all those in a European in. game or an FA Cup game? I Maybe if they were four nil down the first leg, I think it served them well. The game um, he played it again 
performance earlier in the season. I think he served them well. I, I just do want, like, you look at the the, the philosophy of Eddie Howe. But they don't have a midfield, by the way, Liverpool. They don't have a midfield. Thiago looks like, you know, he's injured again. Um, the, the lads against Spurs, they kind of died out. That's why McAllister's been linked to Liverpool this week. Yeah, he could be. But again, what's Liverpool's? I don't know what their actual philosophy is anymore. Their philosophy used to be get the ball to the front three and work your ass off in midfield. Now I'm like, how are you fitting those fours? How do you fit Nunes into the picture? I And and is, do Klopp's signings actually make sense anymore? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. David Connolly, do Klopp's signings make sense anymore? <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, I mean, look, they're, they're trying to bring the average age down, right? Um, because when they had, you go back to when a few seasons ago, that obviously they were signing, you know, your Salas and your, your Mane's and all these sorts of players when, when they were just below their prime. And now they, they obviously, you know, they come up and then they're up in their prime and they're probably just going over their prime. So they're trying to, you know, bring it down again with the, with the, the lads they signed. Um, they haven't signed a midfielder for like three seasons and it looks like it's not going to be Bellingham. So that will be interesting about who they bring in in the middle of the park. Who would you I mean, bring in, different... I don't... Do you know what? I, I, I really I really don't know. I mean, you know, Man City are not going to sell them Calvin Phillips to play at the mm. base of midfield, are they? They're not... They're not, they're not I doubt it, right? Maybe, maybe Guardiola would be like, ah, they don't count anymore. Just sell them because like... Well, they, they, well, they, well, they well, like Jesus and Zinchenko's on a good uh, example mm. of that. Uh, penalty for City here, lads. Watch the run by Phil Foden. Look at this. For, look at that. Knocks it one side, runs the, the other. About, like, Phil yeah, Foden's been out of the picture yeah. completely and he yeah. could come back now for the Champions League and that's how, obviously, the, str- the strength of the City squad. It's the kind of thing you used to do in the schoolyard. Flick at one side and run around the other and try and catch it the other side. Would Absolutely brilliant play. Declan Rice type suit them, David, or... Uh, well, if they look, if they won't, if they're not going to pay a hundred or million for Bellingham, they're not going to pay a hundred or million for for Declan Rice, surely. Mm. If that's if that's what, because you'd go obviously for for Bellingham, wouldn't you? But it looks like that that ship has sailed now, by the sounds of it. So, I don't, I don't know. I, I you know, and I mean, you know, they've tried a few um, sort of. Uh, sticky plasters in in the middle of the park in the last couple of years, whether it's Thiago coming in, etc. But I mean, whether they need someone younger, long term, yeah. proper defensive midfielder would be would be mm. you know. And then obviously at the you know, Ilkay like Gundogan always at the, the post, post. at the post. He's missed a chance for a hat trick. He shouldn't be taking the penalty so in the I was first place. He's going for the glory and uh, and he misses. Sorry, David. No, no, that's all right. Um, yeah, but wait, look, Canate, they probably need another someone else at the back as well in the spine of the team. So they got a bit of work to do in the summer, that's that's for sure. Uh, but today, I wonder whether he's gone with two up. I mean, at times he's played two up front, right? He's played a diamond in the midfield. He's done a few things this season to veer away to get a result. But um, I don't know if that's... I don't think he's playing that today. What, what is he actually playing with that? Like, is he playing 4-2-4? Four, 4-2-4 four. Four, is, yeah. yeah. They, they, like, Brighton do it... Like I, was, I know I keep saying it like I, I would watch a Brighton game before I'd watch any game in the Premier League because mm. that's essentially what they do they look Two to play out kind of, yeah, yeah they look to play it. They, they literally like you, you need to see some of the still graphics of what Brighton yeah. do because they literally line the four up on the halfway line and then the, the six the back four plus the two midfielders and the keeper there's a goal back for Leeds 
Leeds this have scored. Rodrigo, <laughs> Manchester City 2, Leeds 1, just a minute after City. I just City want missed. to see Big Sam going up to Man City fans if he, if he is getting sacked <laughs> in the morning. Uh, 84 minutes in the watch here. The Eddie had is the title race back in the melting pot. <laughs> and Manchester City, Gundogan took the penalty, going for the glory, going for the hat trick, hits the post, and then Leeds go down the other end. And all those Leeds fans and all under hairiness. But it's Rodrigo with the goal, like, 2 1 to City. Like JD, that's serious messing. Oh, and it was you know, bad defensive, serious. gave the ball away. Well taken. Well, you're not letting. Uh, going to want to take that penalty well, that's messing that yeah. is messing of that. like imagine if they draw this game now well. yeah. imagine yeah. if and they lose draw the this title. game now and, and go on to lose the title because messing around like not letting your, your proper penalty taker yeah. take one because you big know, Sam the fist looking. pump <laughs> Robbie Keane there as well Frankie de Tori has won the guineas on Shaldane and the two Irish horses ran absolute stinkers actually right. Win, wins okay. well on softened ground at Newmarket uh, we haven't asked you about Evan Ferguson yet David Connolly. oh yeah sorry should Liverpool sign Evan Ferguson <laughs> obviously um, he'd be I mean you could play like 4-1-5 then he got to 4-44 Johnny Ward has mentioned Evan Ferguson for the first time yeah, it's been pretty crap of late no Evan Ferguson to look at yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. Watch. Um, Brentford also play what a 5-3-2 sometimes and they I remember when they went to City they um they went over the top of the City yeah. press yeah. and it was City lost at home. And so. that's 100% what they'll try and do today yeah, without yeah. a doubt. That's um, what they'll try and do again today and that could be an interesting game. They, they, they'll be goals. David Connolly, Evan Ferguson, any 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 fresh thoughts from the last time we spoke to you about a week ago about him? <laughs> no, apart from he signed his new deal, hasn't he? Yeah, so that's yeah, good yeah, news. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's good news. And, you know, um, as, as I've been saying, one of the most important things is the fella that, that he's got who's going to be teaching him you know, I think he's got a master manager. So, uh, on that, David, actually, sorry to interrupt. Does Zerbi like it's not so much this? Is it you know the, the stature of the club now might be less relevant? Does Zerbi say if Spurs came looking for him, listen, this is actually a club that just suits me. I love the philosophy. I love the way we play. Love my role and the whole narrative. I'm absolutely happy here. Well, maybe, but look, if they sell their pl- if they they sell their players right and they sell their coaches, Brighton. So everyone's got a price. Mm. So, you know, and to me, he seems like he's very um, ambitious. Mm. He's, I think he's got a personality that would um, absolutely cope, like in in a whatever sort of club you're, yeah, he's confident. He can be aggressive and I think he can be confrontational. And I don't think he minds that with players, with, uh, you know, he, he, he can mix it. Uh, so I think he's got, I think he, and I think he's a tactical master. And even, you know, I had to put out the other day about Guardiola. Someone laughed at me apparently when, when I said how good De Zerbi was. And then, and then Guardiola said they're the best in the world, Brighton at building from the back. And So you're right. They are. Yeah. Well, they, 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 yeah, only, yeah. Only when you watch them. It's class. Uh, you know, yeah, you got you got to see it. You know, you got to see it because, you know, uh, I've seen it for, well, months and months and months. So, anyway, get back to Evan. So that's great news for Evan because he's yeah. got he's got a, he's got a fabulous teacher to, to, to help him. Well, it's such a well-run club. Um, Tony Bloom like knows the price of um, yeah. apples and oranges. Yeah. Like he's a multi-millionaire data guy. They got Paul Barber, former Spurs, in there, CEO. Um, and it just seems like the club is very well run. Just some uh, comments here, Phil on YouTube. Kelleher to Spurs? Question mark. Another one, uh, Ryan. Where is Kelleher? Like, I mean, wh- how you, good you, is he? I well, mean, we we don't know until we need to see. Like like yeah. Mizuno, you need to see a full season. I think you know. Um, you know the way the, the the old rumor mill works. Here's here's a good. You know Roddy actually, friend mm. friend friend of mine. Roddy still does uh, sells eggs on a Saturday <laughs> down in Cork. And uh, friend of mine, Ross that. King, hurling for leash today in the in the match. So he was sells eggs on a Saturday down in Cork and was talking to. Uh, 
a relation of Creeping Kelleher's when he was selling eggs down there recently and apparently it is very real possibility that Creeping Kelleher could go to Spurs right there you are there you go. I, you re- I mean I'm not sure he should be anyway yeah yeah, yeah all, the, all these all these yeah. rumours you know the, the, <laughs> the, the, the thing about Creeping right um, and this is not a com- this, I'm not comparing him to Danny Ward at Leicester but Danny Ward was waiting and waiting and waiting for Cashmere Michael to leave eventually to get mm. his chance you know and by the time he did leave it was. It just wasn't able or wasn't ready to be that number one. And Cleveland's got to go and go, go and be a number one somewhere because the longer you leave it, I think. Here, here's you know, a question for both of you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to again interrupt your um your your comments. What percentage of goalkeeping now, David, and for you, Shane, at the top level is use of the ball? Um, well, it depends who you are. Yeah, depends who yeah, you yeah, are. 100%. Nick, yeah, Nick Pope that isn't doesn't. You know, he's not very good with the ball at his feet. Yeah, it's yeah. So it depends. It depends which team, doesn't you, it? Like he, could, like Kelleher is is very well sourced in that regard. Where he can go into pretty much any team and say, "I'm actually very comfortable here in that regard." Um, I think that's definitely something that will stand to him. As and what? Frank Lampard's going to get his first one as Chelsea manager. They lead Bournemouth three-one now. A couple of late goals: Benoit Badiashile and Jao Felix. Three-one. <coughs> as as a manager, Johnny. So it depends, right? It, it, you know, if you've got a transfer window or you've taken over before the start of a season, you can sign a goalkeeper. Well, then you can kind of, you know, you can sign a goalkeeper to suit your needs. Yeah. But you might, you might be arriving into a, a club, you know, mid-season or something like that, or you oh, might, yeah, like, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a decision to make. Do you try and get the keeper to do what you want him to do? Or do you say, no, this is the keeper's mm. capabilities, therefore... I, and, and the only reason I say it is, when I... My first job, you know, when I first went in with Wexford, you know, I would have been one of these fellas after doing all these coaching badges and the whole lot, and I had great notions of how we were going to play out from the back and we were going to do this and we were going to do that. Um, and in reality, when I looked around at the goalkeeping options I could get, I went and got an absolutely outstanding goalkeeper for me for, for all five seasons. He was outstanding for me, Graham Doyle brilliant brilliant goalkeeper but he wasn't give me the ball to my feet I want to pass out from the back <laughs> kind of goalkeeper so we just abandoned that I should you know. mention before the show is over his, uh, his his goalkeeper at the moment Lee Stacey gave me a lift home after the Galway Cove game last Friday um, turned up just gave me a lift home literally dropped me to the house and then got in his cab to drive three hours as a cab driver before he could go to bed at like four or five in the morning the joys of the League of Ireland well Johnny it's good that you're liked uh, 53106 hi lads who do the panel think Man United should target as a new centre forward Kane, Ozzy men or Watkins from Fuff in Bray on my birthday well happy birthday Fuff David Connolly who should United get in with Rashford there um, are they going to spend 100 million on Harry Kane I'd be surprised um, uh, Ollie Watkins is, is obviously like a fit as a flea and full of energy um, but I'd probably say Aussie men out of all of them because um you know, I think he's probably a like he's probably a hybrid of all of those two players, maybe. You know, and and a, and a little bit more. You know, so depends on what his cost. I'd say he'd probably be cheaper than both of those two players as well. I could be wrong. What a story that is! Napoli winning the league thirty-three years after Diego Maradona. 
Yeah, some celebrations, wasn't there? Did you see the it pictures? It was like the end of the, the world. Oh my God, absolutely incredible. It really, really Son was. Son of an alleged mob boss uh, killed as well in the middle of it, where it looks really? like, according to the authorities over there, it looked like he was taken out because they knew the celebration was so mad. This is a good time to actually do a hit here. Like, no word of a lie, the son of a, a mob boss is like, um, yeah, so Napoli's uh, never been, but it's it's certainly, you know, you've seen the Maradona documentary. Johnny probably needs to insert the word um, allegedly in case they're listening the, to him. Yeah. In, in case they're listening to him in Italy there. There is a, there is a beautiful element of uh, and the old versus the new here in the last couple of minutes where Leeds are kind of lumping the ball forward and Man City defenders aren't used to this anymore and they're frantically and like Haaland's going into the corner now to preserve their 2-1 lead at the moment Yeah so it looked like Underwan scoring twice he's coming off now after missing the penalty to make it three Leeds went down the other end and Rodrigo scored He's Ike Gundogan goals he scored the most goals most possessions won most passes I think and most possibly most touches in the opposition box four stats he's number one in anyway this today and uh, Leeds have one minute to, go on where, where would Leeds be though if Rodrigo had been fit mm, you know you, he missed player, what yeah. you know he was I think he had 12 before he got injured and then I think that's only his second goal since his, his well not only his second goal but you know fascinating so if it if it have, if it had been fit, you know, then yeah, he missed he missed a good chunk of a good chunk of games, didn't he? After the break, which is costly a little bit. I wonder will uh, Ilkay Gundogan uh, ever wear a Man City shirt again? A video on Twitter showing Pep screaming at Haaland to take the penalty. Um, Bohemians won Sligo Rovers nil in the Women's Premier Division coming up to the end. There, it'll be the Stormers against Connacht in the URC quarterfinals. Thirty-three win over Bulls, twenty-one today. And uh, Leash 123, Kildare 11 points full time from the Joe McDonough Cup. 93 minutes and 50 seconds, Manchester City 2, Leeds United 1 in the Premier League. Um, Wolves have beaten Aston Villa by a goal to nil. That surely makes them safe. Um, that goal coming at Molyneux from Totti, the defender, in the ninth minute. Spurs won Palace nil in injury time. Harry Kane with the goal. Bournemouth won Chelsea 3, a first win for Frank Lampard. Badia Shield and Jao Felix with late goals. One for you, JD. Liam Holton, um, made of mine in future ticketing. My 10-year-old daughter was listening to Off the Ball and she wants to know what she needs to study in college to be on the radio. Um, <laughs> personal relationships. We get on with people. <laughs> what, what, do you, what course do you do to study that in college, Johnny? Sounds like I, I, sounds like being a football you manager. Know, all I say about college is do whatever course you want. Mm. Um, it's all about maturing and meeting people and meeting mm. people and getting on and getting good friends and just and then applying yourself to study. And there's lots of great journalism courses. It's out a there great well. timing for this. I'm doing a I'm doing a, a careers fair as a past pupil of Marion College. The week. Look. I'm just gonna just gonna steal JD's advice there and roll it out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It doesn't matter what you do. It's about applying yourself and just um, getting on with people. We can't all be premiership footballers like David Connolly yeah well that's it and, and you also can't be on Homes of the Hammers so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But for the, the and the movie show and the movie show don't forget the movie show well and truly flunked that yeah uh, David thanks so much cheers lads cheers David great David Connolly former Republic of Ireland striker and Manchester City have done it four points clear at the top of the Premier League Pep Guardiola looks a bit relieved he shakes Sam Allardyce's hand they've beaten Leeds by two goals to one and they now go four points clear they play the same number of games now as Arsenal at the top of the Premier League we've got full commentary of Newcastle against Arsenal in the Premier League tomorrow also in the Premier League results coming in Spurs have beaten Palace 1-0 and Chelsea have beaten Bournemouth by three goals to one that is it Johnny 
Shane thank thanks, you Shady. Shady. thanks appreciate your time today and thank you also everybody for listening we really appreciate you listening today don't forget we're back tomorrow 1 to 7 here and off the ball and on News Talk Joe Malloy in the chair going to showcase that live and exclusive commentary game of the Premier League between Newcastle and Arsenal Stephen Doyle and Brian Kerr calling it also have reports and reaction from the GA football provincial finals involving All-Ireland champions Kerry and Clare and Galway and Sligo James O'Donoghue and Colin Boyle providing expert analysis from the venues with Tommy Rooney and Ashton O'Reilly reporting also going to bring you the Sunday paper review be sure to tune in tomorrow if you missed any of OTB Football Saturday with David Conley Shane Keegan and Johnny Ward or our Gaelic Football Preview with Cora Staunton or our hurling chat with Taggy Fogarty TJ Ryan and Michael Verne you can find the podcast on the off the ball section of the Go Loud Network or be sure to listen back wherever you get your pods thanks so much for listening on your radio across the country here on News Talk today we'll speak tomorrow at one enjoy your evening goodbye Football on Off The Ball With Sky All the football you love in one place Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports